Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Mickey Schiffman. Mickey Schiffman is the Chief Technology Officer and co-founder of Silas. Prior to founding Silas, Mickey served as a cyber researcher and an R&D leader in the cyber R&D division of the Israel Defense Forces Elite Technological Unit, where he led projects with multiple teams of engineers from inception to successful deployment. Mickey was featured on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list of 2020. Well, good afternoon, Mickey. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Brian. How are you? Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much for jumping on the show today. I appreciate it. You're healing out of the great country of Israel. So I know there's a big time difference here, but it's just really, really exciting to have you on the show and talk about a little bit about you and your career and obviously a little bit about Silas. So switching gears Mickey, we're going to just jump right in here. You've got quite the career in technology, cybersecurity, and now you're the co-founder and chief technology officer of Silas. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? <laughs> thank you very much, Brian. So first, thank you for having me in this podcast. I'm uh, really happy to be here. So just quickly about my career path. So uh, as a teenager, uh, I was mostly dealing with uh, geeky slash nerdy things. Uh, I played chess. Uh, I uh, learned uh, math, computer science, and so on. Uh, then I went to the University of Computer Science degree. And afterwards, I was drafted uh, to the military in Israel. So typically, people do the opposite. They first go to the military and then go study. And I did the opposite uh, path in Israel. Uh, and uh, I was lucky to serve uh, in Israel in a military unit uh, called 81. Uh, so it's one of the special uh, units to deal with technology as part of the Israel Defense Forces Intelligence. Um, and within this unit, I, I was fortunate to work on different technological projects, uh, learn a lot about different technologies, work under time pressure, work with amazing people that were surrounding me. Uh, meet also many of my future colleagues and people who work with me at the moment, including my co-founder, Amir Leventhal, who's our CEO. Um, and all in all, uh, I was fortunate to have many challenges in the technology space. So I did uh, everything from hands-on to management, uh, research and development. Um, and when I uh, actually finished my service, which was, uh, which was for six years, um, I thought about what I would like to do next. Um, and one of the things that uh, really excited me was the opportunity to, uh, to build something from scratch, to start a company. So before that, of course, I was mostly in the military. In the military, I was part of probably the largest organization in Israel. But at the same time, we had uh, this very specific culture that included uh, working in quite small teams on very big challenges and growing them over time. Uh, and I've seen this process starting from, from the beginning to uh, some great successes. Uh, and it's something that I wanted to replicate. I wanted to start something new and I wanted to use my skills to contribute uh, and uh, solve major challenges. And that's how we got to open Silos and start a company. And Silos is a company that focused on rail cybersecurity. Uh, we figured out that rail and transportation are the backbone of our lives and our economy. That's what brings us as civilization from one point to another, as well as our goods. Uh, and in silos, we are actually tackling one of the most interesting challenges in cybersecurity, in my opinion, and it's 
making those systems which are becoming more and more advanced uh, secure as well. So usually the the way that it became advanced was through technology, and we are uh, also making sure that they would be secure because this competence does not exist or did not exist in the industry. And now we are through developing technology products, helping the industry to become more secure. Thank you. I love the the, the story of where you started and and how you ended up where you're at today. So the question I I want to ask Mickey and a, a lot of us in our audience like to understand what you do. So maybe you could talk to us about a day in the life as a chief technology officer at Silas. Well, yeah. So. The role of CTO in startup companies in general is a role that I see also from other friends that are in a similar position. It's quite diverse. So CTOs, especially like in the co-founder role, uh, you get to touch a lot of different aspects. So of course, the core is technology and it's technology companies. So you always need to stay ahead of all the technologies, both on the product side as well as on the market side. So you need to track uh, the market and make sure that you are uh, understanding where the future, how the future is going to look like and make sure the company is in the right uh, positioning towards this future. Um, other than that, so apart from technology, like you also, I also get to uh, support uh, many of our more outbound activities. So that support includes like working with our sales uh, and business development teams and as well as marketing teams uh, and make sure that um, they are able to articulate the technological value uh, to our customers uh, and also other parts in the company like product, uh, R&D, of course, uh, and more. So as a CTO, I get to touch in lots of interesting uh, aspects. Technology, of course, is core. Um, and, uh, and through this technology, you can enable different parts of the company. And that's what I like uh, about this role so much. Thank you for sharing, Mickey. I appreciate that. Um, it's, you know, in, in a role like that, you get to learn so much and experience so much. Of course, there's a lot of challenges with that, but I appreciate the share. And Mickey, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies in your cybersecurity offering for rail and metro systems, right? Is there something you might be able to share with us today? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so the Silos products are super interesting because they get to touch lots of different aspects. So other than being able to place actually software on a train or an infrastructure, we also get to process and analyze a lot of data. And this uh, technology is actually comprised of multiple parts. So some of it is related to understanding uh, networking and understanding communication technologies and analyzing them in scale. So by scale, I mean, you can analyze networks of uh, that geographically are spread over uh, thousands of miles or tens of thousands of miles. Uh, and you need to do it all real time because what we do is actually like we're detecting threats in real time and giving visibility in real time. So all, in order to do all of it, you actually need to do uh, scalable as well as fast processing. This data also gets analyzed and it's being done on different environments. It's, of course, being done on the cloud environment. We also have an on-premise mode. Uh, and this processing is done in a scalable way, uh, and we also incorporate machine learning algorithms in order to do so. So the interesting part is actually we start with raw bits, uh, and we transfer them into insights that are uh, driven by algorithms that are in the cutting edge. Uh, and all of this done by a multidisciplinary team that uh, includes 
super talented engineers and researchers uh, that can do everything from the uh, deep dive cybersecurity end to the uh, big data and scalable analysis end. Uh, and of course, do it all in real time and, 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 and provide the most advanced insights to our customers for our products. Thank you for sharing. That's very, very helpful. And we have a lot of technologists in our audience that uh, love to kind of get into the deep dive, as you say. And Mickey, last question. Maybe you can please talk about the top security challenges facing rail today. Yeah, sure. So not not to everyone know that, but rail has gone through a massive digitization process over the past few years. By digitization, I mean that now, uh, actually, lots of the things that we remember as being mechanical are now digital, and it means that computers are not controlling everything. Um, and by everything, I actually mean, for instance, uh, a train can can be driven without a driver at all. So we talk a lot about autonomous cars, but autonomous trains are already out there and also work uh, to conduct critical operations. Uh, sometimes you can go on a subway or on a metro. Uh, and see that you don't have a driver. Same goes for airport uh, trains. Uh, and the reason that you don't have a driver over there is because you have systems that are in real time receiving information and sending information about the status of the train and are capable of actually operating the train without any uh, human involvement. Uh, and it's all happens autonomously. So while all of those technologies are helping in terms of efficiency and helping uh, in terms of increasing the scale of the network, um, they have challenges because now you have wireless communications that take a uh, massive part of the control of the train. You have digital components that can decide whether to open doors, whether to break a train, uh, and whether to move faster. And those components that have been introduced to the industry needs to be secure. Uh, other than that, of course, you have the, the growth of threat actors. You can see that uh, also, uh, in the latest uh, Russia-Ukraine war, you can see how trade, trains play um, a critical part, both on the cyber arena as well as the physical arena. Uh, and there was, uh, there, there, there was, of course, the case of trains that have been hacked in Belarus and in other places in the world. So trains, as they are our critical infrastructure, they're driving us from one place to another. Um, the and they, and, and they have new technologies that are being introduced to, um, the level of security they require is much higher than it was used to be. And, um, and actually, like, that's something that the industry has figured out recently, and you see lots of standards coming on and regulations that help the industry to understand how good looks like and how security should be implemented in current and future trains. So uh, that's the positive note here. We're seeing lots of... Uh, awareness that is now uh, that, that now uh, that the, the industry is now having, and uh, we expect that over the next few years, the trains that are being delivered can be much more secure, as well as the operators will deploy uh, technology products like ours to ensure that also their current operations are secure. Thank you, and I appreciate the um, really an update on how the. Uh, advancement of 
you know, engineering and trains and, and electronics and the technology and how you have to secure this. Uh, it's so, so important. Uh, obviously, it's one of our major transportation mediums uh, around the world. So thank you. And Mickey, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you so much, Brian. Uh, thank you, everyone home. And uh, yeah, look forward to speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Bye.